know, you're at this event, your target market's there. And you know, a lot of people, you could be the greatest sales person in the world, but event marketing is just completely different. Welcome to Sales Pipe Pros Podcast. Here's your host, Mike Petrosian. All right, everyone. Welcome to Sales Pipe Pros. I appreciate you taking the time. Today, my guest is a marketing expert turned serial entrepreneur. She is a CEO and founder of the number one event staff app in the world. And I'm super excited to have her. Erica Klotz, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. And hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So, Erica, I know your background, but tell us about how you started in the world of entrepreneurship, how you got into sales. Love to hear all about it. Uh, yeah. So I started pretty young, um, in college is when I caught the bug. (laughs) Um, and you know, I had this idea for this digital media brand at the time. Um, and it, um, just wouldn't leave my brain. (laughs) And, and so I really wanted to pursue that, you know, uh, the more I thought about it and really the biggest thing that led me to actually doing that is, um, I was telling people that I was going to do it. Oh. <laughs> and, and when you tell people you're going to do something, you know, that really leads to you actually doing it. Um, you better do it's it. It's kind of an accountability. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, you know, I really kind of fell into that world. Um, I was studying marketing at the time and I took a couple sales courses while I was in college. Um, and, you know, it was really unique experience there, but I think it really helped that kind of mindset helped me in my entrepreneurial career with all my companies um, because that, everything's selling, literally <laughs> everything. Amen to that. Um, so, you know, went with that company for a while and then, and then fell into pop bookings. So um, kind of rest is kind of history from there. <laughs> and uh, so tell us a little bit about pop bookings. I've been following your work for about five years now. We, I think we were trying to, I was trying to sell you something at one point and that's how we met, but let's tell the viewers about pop bookings. Love to hear more. Sure. Yeah. So, um, pop bookings is a platform for event staffing. Um, I believe when we were talking first, it was, it was just kind of like the QuickBooks of event staffing. Uh, but since then we've really, um, turned more into that Airbnb of event staffing. So we have two products now, which has been a very interesting journey for me as, uh, coming from a one product company to a two product company. Um, and so it's been really exciting, lots of learning with that. Um, and we're able to address a larger market with that. So before it was, you know, staffing agencies, basically, you know, you have to have a large need to be able to need the advanced tool set that we provided. Um, and now we have a little bit more of a simple, Hey, you can come find staff, pay as you use it. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And what is your target market? Who are you actually selling to? Um, so, you know, as I mentioned, you know, staffing agencies are great um, that kind of do event staffing day in, day out. Um, we're really focused on the types of jobs that are in the marketing realm. So marketing events, less than hospitality. So usually when I say event staff, people think servers, bartenders, things like that. But uh, we really have more of the 
the promotional staff. So oh, okay. the people that, you know, hand out the cheese at grocery stores, you know, or the, the shop girls at bars, uh, people running trade show booths, you know, anybody pushing product at events that have a lot of people at them. Those are the kinds of jobs that get booked on pop bookings. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of brands that use us um, for their field marketing efforts. You know, they want to scale out their marketing and, and sales teams without, you know, bringing people onto their payroll, you know, full time because event marketing is sporadic, you know, events happen, you know, all over the country, you know, and it, it's usually a few days. <laughs> so uh, that's where pop bookings comes in and, and helps them find those people, train them up and, and be able to hire and manage it from there. Got it. So your employees could potentially do numerous events across numerous brands if they choose to. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the technical term for them is brand ambassadors. Uh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> so they can, you know, pick up brand talking points pretty quickly and be able to, you know, represent, um, you know, the variety of different types of companies. Um, I've actually come from the world. So I've done these events myself. Um, and I've done brand ambassador work. So, you know, the, the types of brands that I've done, it, it's kind of hilarious. You know, it's anything from, um, I've done Axe body spray. I've done five hour energy. I've done Serta. I've done M&M. I've literally worn an M&M suit. <laughs> it was the blue M&M. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Mars was opening a new Walmart in the middle of nowhere or something like that and just wanted to have one of their M&M suits there. So <laughs> I would love it's amazing to see the different of that, types of brands that do this kind of marketing. Uh, <laughs> right. I wish I had one, you know, um, mm -hmm. the, the handler that was supposed to be there um, to, you know, make sure I don't fall on my, my blue face <laughs> didn't show up. <laughs> so I was out there on my own. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, that's another kind of problem that we're solving too with pop bookings is the no-show problem. I've definitely right. experienced that firsthand. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I was at a conference, I think, just this past week, and I was talking to someone at a booth, and they seemed like they weren't part of the company. And I asked them, like, do you actually work here? They're like, no, I was just outsourced as uh, just someone to hand out t-shirts and stuff. So it sounds like that would be someone that will potentially be a good candidate for pop bookings. Yeah, I mean, those are the kinds of people that get outsourced, sure. Um, they're not supposed to be, if they're good, <laughs> they're not supposed to be saying that kind of thing. Ratings and reviews on the platform, what up? Um, yeah, you know, the, the good clients or the good uh, staff are going to be able to, you know, uh, play that off pretty well and, and be able to at least, you know, get down your information so they can, you know, put that out to the people that know more than they do at the right. time or something of that. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And do you still deal with uh, the waiter staff and the security and all that, or have you just pivoted directly to brand ambassadors and that's it? Um, you know, it, it happens on the platform for sure. You know, um, we have a, a very built out talent base that does all sorts of event work. So, you know, there's people on the platform with that experience now on the, the supply, you know, on the, the demand side, I guess, um, it, we just don't have a lot of those being posted yet, but it definitely happens. Right. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about managing salespeople. I noticed that you have some salespeople under your belt now. I'm sure they're calling on other brands to see if uh, they could use your help. How does that sales cycle work? Tell me a little bit about that. You know, it's, um, it's interesting you ask because it's been changing, um, you know, before with the management tools that we sell, it's a big ask to tell people to 
change the essential what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. So with that product, it's, it's a longer sales cycle. It's very much a, uh, you know, get them to think, and, you know, using the system, like logging in and, and changing everything. So we really have to help them think through everything for them to be able to say yes. Um, now with the marketplace side, it's a little easier, right? I, do you have an event coming up that you need staff for? Yes, no. Um, you know, when is it? Uh, let me help you post it on the platform. It's it's free to post a job on that platform and you only pay once you find somebody. They can even go in and interview people, you know, so our, our main goal is to get them to actually post a job, you know, so we need to figure out when they have that need and, uh, you know, help them to get it posted. And depending on where it is, we usually can find people for them and give them choices at least. And, you know, once they've done that, it's, it's pretty impressive conversion rate. So that's really the main goal on that side of things on the selling side. Amazing. So you mentioned the conversion rate, uh, that definitely explains itself, but what are some of the other metrics that I guess realizes success for someone that were to hire you? Um, definitely having people apply. We don't have a huge problem with, (laughs) um, you know, finding staff. We're pretty built out. We have 225,000 active staff users checking the job board. That's just spread out across the nation, you know, unless they're, they're going into, you know, somewhere outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, we might not have that many people, but actually you'd be surprised, <laughs> um, you know, so we will tell you, you know, before you post the job, how many people we have in the area. So we kind of set expectations in that way. Um, and we've actually helped people find people in the most random places ever. <laughs> um, I had a Rochester, Minnesota um, job that got booked and um, they did a fabulous job. Not sure where that is, but kudos to you. <laughs> and what would you say the number one type of event that you find the most um i guess passion with like what type of event you say like yeah i definitely want to work this event i definitely want to staff it as much as possible you know i've been finding um trade shows and conventions to be really exciting you know, they're multi-day events, you know, they're, they're usually industry specific, you know, and a lot of really great products are usually exhibiting at them. So, you know, we work with the exhibitors to be able to find kind of supplemental help. You know, you're at this event, your target market's there. And, you know, a lot of people, you could be the greatest salesperson in the world, but event marketing is just completely different. Working events and, and making the most impressions in the least amount of time. You usually, as a salesperson, you get talk, 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 but it's like, no, that's not why you're here. You're trying to get as many leads and then you follow up with them after that, you know, and, right. or, you know, God forbid you're not great in person, you know, and you're just sitting there and not looking approachable behind the booth, you know? So yeah, I see a lot of brands, they send their internal people, which, you know, they could be great. Like I said, they could be great salespeople, but you know, at events, it's just a, a different animal. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we really help clients be able to find somebody to, to, you know, at least maybe work together in those cases and not just have one person running the booth. Maybe you have one that's, you know, just fielding the, the place and getting people interested and getting them over. And then, you know, if you have a hot lead that needs more talking to, sure, sure, why not? But, um, you know, it's really about strategy. And I think a lot of, uh, a lot of brands don't really think about the people part of it as much as they should. So um, right. that's been a really exciting uh, realm for me. So love it. Yeah. And there is there like some sort of training program that you have to put your um, uh, event staff through? 
uh, prior to the having them attend, or is that case by case depending on the actual brand that representing? Tell us a little bit more about how that process works. Yeah, so our, our platform is totally self-service, so it's really up to the person hiring the staff to you know train them on what they need to know. Uh, we provide them all the tools to do it. Um, so you know we provide uh, ratings and reviews. We provide past experience, um, you know, photos and, and the ability to chat with them. So you know we really coach you to do your due diligence. You know, do an interview before you make your hiring decision. Um, and and you know ask certain questions and and review their cover letter you know things like that um but it's not necessarily something where it's standardized since we do kind of a broad range <laughs> um it's more of, of coaching the the person that's hiring on what they need to be looking for for the best candidate for their needs absolutely and tell me about a time where one of your clients that you sold uh it just went completely bad what did you do to remedy that? I, mean, I guess oh what God. happened and no need to mention logos or anything like that, but what happened and what did you do to remedy that level of frustration? So um, we had a person that um, was hired for a job for a mascot. <laughs> no, this is um, and those <laughs> suits are not inexpensive. <laughs> so they had to ship this big mascot suit to this person this person ended up no-showing but not only did they not do the job they also would not return this suit that was like six thousand dollars wow. <laughs> um, yeah totally so, underestimated the cost of a mascot <laughs> outfit <laughs> that is insane six grand wow yes it was it was a big one yeah Big, nice mascot suit that was meant to be shown to the world. Not only was not shown, it was um, Kept. basically <laughs> stolen at that point. Yes. Wow. Um, you know, so it's a standard procedure for us in any case of a no-show is that person is ineligible to work any jobs from that point forward with the platform. So, you know, of course that happened. But then when we learned um, of the, the theft, essentially, you know, we had to, we had to step in and kind of usher and make sure that, you know, the, the two parties were able to, you know, at least connect and, and get, you know, a resolution on that. Um, so, you know, it was a lot of, you know, threats like, hey, I'm going to call the police and things like that. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, the client really appreciated that. They did not leave. <laughs> they are still booking with us. Thank the Lord. <laughs> but, you. Um, you know, it, it was tough. It was hopefully never something any of my clients have to deal with ever again. But now we know <laughs> things can happen. So I'm guessing you're not booking much mascots anymore. Or are you and just learn from that? <laughs> that process yeah you know they're they that's what they do they actually do um sasquatch Tony <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, it's great <laughs> you know i might actually apply for one of your jobs as a mascot i'm actually really curious to see how that process works <laughs> i promise i won't steal the outfit though. you know you put on a suit you can't talk <laughs> and you just run around making people happy and you get paid for it what <laughs> uh, it's too much fun and um, outside of that, tell me one of the biggest challenges you have of dealing with salespeople right now in general. Um, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing is just, is just process. I'm kind of a process Nazi, you know, with my call notes, you know, we have standard templates, things like that, that we have to follow. You know, we need to be making sure you're logging everything. Um, 
I'm really big into grammar, <laughs> kind of a grammar and copywriting kind of, and that might be my marketing side, screaming at my sales side. Um, <laughs> but you know, if you don't have great <coughs> writing skills, I feel like that's a little bit of a hindrance, you know, um, that's definitely something that sometimes salespeople don't really focus on, but I think it really helps to stand out if you, you know, have a professional <laughs> way of communicating. Yeah. And last question, Erica, what advice would you give to someone that wants to enter the world of entrepreneurship, start their own business, build out an app without any app skills at all, and really go after their dream? What would you recommend or say to that person? You know, um, as long as you have a viable idea, a problem, a real problem that you're solving, you know, um, I didn't have any technical skills when I started. Uh, Non-technical founder, 100% here. Um, I just knew I could find somebody to build it, you know, as long as I can sell it. You know, people that develop, they just want to create, you know, and they want to be part of something. And if they can own a part of it, that's really cool to them. Um, and they know they can't sell. You know, <laughs> you don't see developers going out and being able to sell on that side. So for me, yeah. it was uh, it was not something that really stopped me from doing it. Um, just kind of knowing that. So I would say, just know that, you know, find the right people that supplement your weaknesses and just go for it. You know, do what you're best at and then find others to, you know, help you out in the other realms. There's people out there that will. For every Wozniak, there's always a Steve Jobs. Exactly. <laughs> well, Erica, really appreciate your time. Congratulations on all the success. You said 225,000 people on your platform right now and growing. Yeah. That's amazing. I think when we first met, you had like yep. a couple of hundred. So that's absolutely amazing. Congratulations <laughs> on all the success and can't wait to see what else you have in store for this app. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Erica. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining. For more episodes, visit salespipepros.com.